welcome back to Conspiracies in Milk with your girl, Smokin' Lioness. And God bless you and happy Friday to you. I hope you are well. I hope all your needs are met. I hope God is opening your eyes to the times we are in. I really pray. I really pray for more people to be woken out of their slumber. Anyways, beloved, today I just wanted to um, get on here and talk about talk about the number seven. <laughs> I know it seems strange, right? Um, so numbers and I have not always been friends. I never really liked math, um, but seven has always surrounded me and it didn't really uh, come to my attention until a couple years ago you know God has a way of dropping things in your spirit you think you have a thought or something comes to mind like that's the Lord Jesus letting you know hey so seven right God's number of completion So originally when seven came to mind, you know, I started realizing uh, numbers were patterns and stuff like that. So I took a look at the number of letters and names of people that I knew and loved and found that my dad is the first seven, then myself, my daughters, my son, my granddaughters, and my grandson are all sevens, seven letters in our names. I was born in 74, my dad was born in 47. My number for softball was 14, which is seven times two. (laughs) You know, just stuff like that. And so I had to start paying attention, like, Lord, what are you trying to show me about this number? This number seven, why why is it essentially flashing everywhere I go? Why, Why do I keep feeling pressed in my spirit to dig further, right? And then uh, it was dropped in my spirit to remember that in the Bible, in the Bible it tells us in Peter, 2 Peter uh, chapter 3 verse 8, it tells us uh, about the thousand year range. Let me see, the rain, excuse me, let me see if I can find this for you. All right, sorry about that. I had to find it. Uh, so, Second Peter, uh, chapter three, verse eight. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing: that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. So, that's explaining that time is a lot different in heaven than it is here. Correct. So, in heaven, one day goes by. But down here, it's been a thousand years. An entire millennia has gone by. And uh, that was dropped in my spirit a few days ago. I was just like, bing. So that would mean that creation was actually created according to humans, right? In 7,000 years. In heaven, it's a day, seven days, right? One week. But in human time, earthly time, it's 7,000 years. So, if that is accurate, and let me see, 
So if we're to believe that Jesus died about 2,000 years ago, an old text is proven and dated to be from about, what, 5,000, 6,000 years ago? I think it's 120 AD uh, that the first text can actually be dated to. Uh, Then I believe, according to God's number of completion, that uh, we are nearing the end of the sixth day, the last day or the last thousand-year reign that belongs to Jesus. Um, I, I truly believe this. It's been dropped in my spirit so hardcore that I really believe that's what it is, that God's been revealing this to me and I just haven't been paying attention. It's like we are in the very last, last part of the sixth day according to scripture and according to time in heaven and so at the end of the sixth day it would make perfect sense for me that uh, Jesus would come back snatch up his bride and when that happens the Holy Spirit will be removed as well unleashing all the darkness and all the stuff waiting for tribulation And so that one day, everybody will be caught up to go home with the Lord, right? For the wedding feast, the wedding supper. And that one day is going to consist of so many things. I think that's when the the wedding feast happens. I don't know what else will happen on that day, but I believe that at the end of that celebration, we will return with Jesus and go to battle. Now down here people will be going through tribulation for seven years at the end of that seven years we return which is the end of that seventh day right or excuse me the end of the very end of the day sorry the very end of the sixth day and then we return with Jesus for his thousand year millennia where he will rule And these things are just fascinating. Like, we have to start looking at things like, you know, what does the Bible say about sevens? Let me see if I can find anything here. Or, you know, before that, let's let's talk about uh, when the Bible was written. This one says, uh, the Old Testament in the original is the original Hebrew Bible. The sacred scriptures of the Jewish faith, written at different times between about 1200 and 165 BC. The New Testament books were written by Christians in the first century AD. And then, let's see here. You know, because it is important. It is important to question absolutely everything. We have to. We have to. Alright, so just for fun, let's say, what does the Bible say about the number seven? In Revelation 4-5, and out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Matthew 18:21 through 22 Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I shall forgive him till seven times? 
And let me see here. Jesus saith, saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. All right. And then in Revelation 1, 4, John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. Seven is very important to God. Very, very important to God. And so I believe that's why he, he did. I believe that's why he revealed all of this to my spirit to just say, yes, daughter, just talk about it. You know, because I'm hoping that somebody will understand the times that we're in now, right? And understand the science behind it. If the Bible can be scientifically proven to have been written such a long time ago and dated, and they can actually trace it, not take guesses and not say billions of years ago something happened, but we can't prove it. It just happened. You know, these things can be proven scientifically, right? Scientific studies have proven that the Bible was written during these times that they're claimed to be written. Again, even if you want to say that uh, scripture is not inspired by God and you're just reading it as a naysayer, as somebody who just doesn't believe, you know, do it, keep reading. But you have to also study. You can't just read it at face value and think you're going to gain understanding from it. The Word of God is living. The Word of God is powerful. And if you don't take it seriously, it's not going to do anything for you. But if you want for all of the wonders to be revealed to your spirit, pray to Father. Talk to Jesus. There's nothing I'd rather do, I'm telling you. You know, I encourage people also to uh, read the book of Enoch. The book of Enoch is an incredible book. It talks about the, the Nephilim and what the fallen taught us and everything. And uh, it was actually removed. It was not included in the Bible because the Jews rejected it because it included prophecy about Jesus Christ. And you got to remember the Jews reject Jesus Christ as the Messiah you know, yes, the Jews are, are God's chosen people. Israel is God's chosen people, but they reject Jesus. So they are going to go through tribulation and they need to find him. So Old Testament was written to the Jews, right? Old Testament was written to say, hey, your Messiah is coming. He's coming. He's coming. There's old scripture that was written that describes the coming of of Jesus and I believe the crucifixion I know there's a psalm that describes it um, there's some other books that describe it and you know this this world keeps you so distracted that it's really hard to even take this stuff seriously if you're not ready you know <clears throat> years ago I wasn't ready I wasn't ready to learn my dad tried for a long while to get me interested in our Lord and Savior. And it wasn't until after I lost him. I lost my pop in 2008. I didn't get baptized in the ocean until 2016. I didn't really start my walk and take it seriously until 2017. 
And I started receiving, I'll just call them drops in my spirit, about 2018. And I walk very closely with Father. And uh, he reveals things to me, as he does to all people that are walking closely with him. And, oh, I just, I love him so much. I love him so much. So the Book of Enoch is very, very interesting book. Very, very worthwhile. It takes about three hours to get through it, but I love Enoch. Enoch was actually, I believe he was one of the ones raptured up. He didn't die, and uh, he is seventh from Adam, so that's another interesting bit of sevens. So let me see if there's anything else. So when I, before, now I didn't always, I didn't always believe what I believe now. I always tell you guys that. You know, so I think where you should start if you don't believe anything in the Bible is you should start with what society pushes, right? Because I used to tell myself, well, if the Bible is real and we're to follow it, then why is society pushing this? Or why why is our world here saying that this is the way we're supposed to live, you know, as opposed to what scripture says? Because I didn't take scripture seriously when I was younger, now I can clearly see it. Now I can see that this world is a mockery and an absolute slap in God's face. So everything of God is mocked, mimicked, or scoffed at, made fun of, you know. Um, Satan does not have the power that God has, so he has to mimic it. Uh, this is why he wants the powers that be to surveil us. He wants to be able to, you know, Satan can't be in two places at one time. He's not God. He's a powerful, you know, powerful entity, but he is not as powerful as God. Nowhere near, nowhere near. You know, you have to understand these different things. That This world is so twisted. So I guess I started questioning, like, all right, if the Bible's real, why aren't dinosaurs in it? <laughs> why aren't aliens in it, right? Um... And that's a very real question because it's true, right? Like all this information from from the time we go to school, the very first thing they push on us is the globe. This globe. Oh, you're spinning on a ball in the middle of space for no reason. Don't know how. Don't know why. It's just there. Nothing. Nothing's holding you. Don't know why there's clouds when something spinning so fast would absolutely blow everything away from us. But, you know, we're so stupid. Honestly, we're so stupid as a society because all we do is listen to these idiots in charge. What is there, like 500 and something people in Congress compared to 330 million of us? And we're just so stupid. (laughs) You know, so the first thing pushed on us is the globe theory, right? And I never realized, well, that's because they have to prove to you that there's an outer space. They have to prove to you that that's real. They have to convince you there's an outer space so that they can they can deceive you with an alien invasion and take further control over you guys before the Antichrist comes on the scene. You know, all these things are, are going to happen. They're going to happen. And let me see what it says. I, there, I know there was a, a scripture I wanted to read to you guys. About um, 
about the end times one moment. Let me find it for you. And you know what? I got distracted and lost my train of thought. I'm sure you guys are used to that, though. By now, if you've been here a while, you are used to the way my brain works or does not work. (laughs) So... Anyway, so I went all over the place with the sevens and questioning everything. So, honestly, if you read the book of Enoch, it'll unveil a lot of things to you. Um, And you have to understand the Apocrypha, like, um, all the books left out of the, out of scripture is to confuse us, right? Um, The Vatican's a lie. The Vatican harbors all kinds of information. They are of the devil. They are the authors of confusion. They are of their father, the devil. And they're put in place just to uh, confuse the masses, unfortunately. And they push idol worship, hardcore. They push idol worship, false doctrine, witchcraft. Um, one of the most disgusting things about Catholics, not the people, the church, the organization, the believers are some of the most beautiful people you'll ever encounter. They're so faithful, but they're doing it wrong. They're putting their faith in Mary. They're putting their faith in beads. They're putting their faith in saints. All of that is um, idolatry. We are to pray to the Father in Jesus' name. We are not to pray to Mary. Yes, she carried Jesus. She was a vessel, but she does not... She's not exalted over Jesus. She's not exalted over Father. We're not to pay homage to her like that. It's idol worship. But this world is designed to to make you think all of this on purpose. So, you know, with the outer space. Now, here we go again. (laughs) They have to convince you that outer space is there. Because then you're going to... Well, anybody who uses critical thinking is going to say, okay outer space and planets and all these galaxies and everything, then why does the Bible say this? And what does it say in the Bible? Let's look it up. And so I just did a quick search on Google. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So um, I don't know which translation of the Bible this is going to come from. So a couple words might uh, change here and there. Uh, So anyways... Here we go. So some of them about the earth's foundation. Isaiah 48:13. Surely my hand founded the earth, and my right hand spread out the heavens. When I call to them, they stand together. Proverbs 8:29. When he set for the sea its boundary, so that the water would not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth. Job 38:4. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Right? Job 38.6 On what were... Excuse me. On what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone? Cornerstone. Psalm 104 verse 5 He established the earth upon its foundations so that it will not totter forever and ever. 2 Samuel 22.16 Then the channels of the sea appeared. The foundations of the world were laid bare by the rebuke of the Lord at the blast of the breath of his nostrils. So fascinating, like, 
Oh, the Bible scripture is so beautifully written, you guys. It is such a story. Like, it's magnificent. If you dive into it, it's incredible. Here we go. So there, I mean, there's a lot more. Let's go to Jeremiah 31, 37. Thus says the Lord, if the heavens above can be measured and the foundations of the earth searched out below, then I will also cast off all the offspring of Israel for all that they have done, declares the Lord. And there are many, 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 many more. You got Zechariah, Micah, Samuel, Psalms, Deuteronomy, um, many scriptures talking about we live on a foundation, a foundation with corners, right? If you look up, and just for fun, let's go ahead and look up biblical, biblical earth map in the Bible. So that way, I can kind of explain to you. Let's see what comes up. Let's see if there's a map. Forgive me, guys. I'm just, I get so caught up looking at all this stuff. I'm still so new to it that I get, I get this like instant fascination (laughs) whenever I read anything about, um, father. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of them come up when, uh, I search. Okay. But the one that looks most interesting says ancient Israelite cosmology. So looking at the map, you'll see a foundation that says the sea, right? It's not called the ocean. Oceana is a Greek god, right? So it's a pagan god. Um, they rename everything here. They, they change everything here. So God made the seas. And then in the middle, the circle of the earth, it says, above is the stars, The window and the sun are inside the firmament, which is like a dome above us, right? The rakai of firmament, which prevents the waters from above from flooding us, which would explain why the sky is blue during the day. We could see a blue sky because the firmament has us blocked from that water, okay? The sun and the moon are actually inside that firmament with us. They rotate around us, not the other way around. And then above that is the realm of God. Below the earth, it says Sheol. The foundations of the earth is below that. The waters of the chaos symbolized as the dragon. The waters of chaos symbolized as the dragon. So I guess in the absolute depths of the sea, we're not supposed to really go there and explore And that's probably why uh, in the Bible it says we're not to make images of the heavens or under the seas. We're not supposed to know everything here. This is why God punished the fallen for sharing secrets with us and uh, giving men knowledge. I think uh, they helped them build industrial stuff, uh, makeup, you know, tattoos, all kinds of things that we were just not supposed to be doing. And right here, at the bottom of this map that I'm looking at, just if you guys want to 
further the study on the flat earth versus what the Bible says, I mean global earth versus what the Bible describes and says. This map is really good and it's called the Ancient Israelite Cosmology Map. And so at the bottom it shows that you can look up things and it says the firmament. If you want to know about the firmament, which is that one little piece above us that blocks the waters from coming down because there's what's called the floodgates. When God wants to open the floodgates, that's when the waters come down. So the verses that coincide with this map here for the firmament are Genesis 1, 7 through 8, Job 37, 18, Exodus 24, 10, and Ezekiel 1, 22 through 26. The circle of the earth, you can read Isaiah 40, 22, Job 26, 10, and Proverbs 8, 27. For the waters above scripture, Genesis 1, 7 through 8, Psalm 148, 4 through 6. Uh, now, I'm sure there's more. These are just what's coming up on this map, okay? And I'm, I'm telling you the scripture and I'm hoping that you'll actually go and read it. And just compare and con contrast everything, you know. God wants to talk to you. He wants to speak to you. He wants to reveal these things to you. Foundations of the earth, Job 9.6, Psalm 75.3, 102.25. The realm of God can be found in Psalms 104.2-3, 29 29-10. Sorry, I know I'm messing this up. Job 22, verses 12 through 14. So the foundations of heaven in Job 26, 11. 2 Samuel 22, 8. The windows of heaven, Genesis 7, 11. 7, 11. <laughs> uh, 8, 2. And let's see here. Isaiah 24, 18. The chaos dragon. Psalm 74, 13 through 15, Job 7, 12, verse 12, and chapter 9, verse 13, and chapter 26, verses 12 through 13. And this is a very simple map. Now that one map, so this one thing explains a whole lot, right? This world wants you to believe that we have an outer space because it has to disprove God. Any, any time they can make you think and doubt the Bible, they will. They did it with dinosaurs. They did it with UFOs. They take everything God says and they, they tell society the absolute opposite of it. Why do you think there's a huge push for you guys to take medicines and poison yourself with man-made things, right? Because they want you to depend on them. They want you to have faith in them and their power and their, their ability to take care of you. When Father says he will take care of you and provide all things needed, all you got to do is ask. He wants to have a relationship with you, beloved. You are a gem in his crown. And you deserve to come home and be with your true family in Christ. And for my brothers and sisters, for my brothers and sisters in Christ, if you are here listening to this today, it was just a wonderful and beautiful study on sevens, on everything God has been revealing to me. But you also got to remember every time you get discouraged that, uh, 
your family and friends aren't waking up or, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. You got to remember that it's also written that you're going to be mocked. You're going to be mocked. You're going to be scoffed at. It's going to happen. And it's sad. It's sad, but it's written. And we're to just fight the good fight. Endure till the end, brothers and sisters. And don't be tricked into hating anybody. Don't be tricked into harboring any disdain for anybody. Anybody at all. I don't care if it's somebody coming up against you and being horribly mean to you. You lift that person up in prayer. You give it to Father. You have absolute faith that he hears you. And I'm going to just remind you, okay, of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3, 4. And we'll see if we go any more than that. Let me go into the full chapter to see how far we'll read into it. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness nor handedness, handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not unto ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, and the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body, for which we live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. We having the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believed, and therefore I have spoken. We also believe, and therefore we speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many rebound to the glory of God. For which, for which cause we faint not, but through our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. And that's the end of that scripture I'm going to read. That, so just remind yourself that the God of this world, which is Satan, remember? He told Jesus, I'll give you all these kingdoms if you worship me. And Jesus never said, they are not yours to give me. Right? This world belongs to Satan. It truly does. Just look at the world. 
idol worship everywhere. Self, self, self. They essentially encourage you to go be promiscuous and disgusting and do what thou wilt, right? (laughs) So let's talk about the conclusion of this little podcast here. Sevens. It was very important me to bring up sevens to you because that is the completion. I believe we are nearing the end of the sixth day. I believe that soon Christ will snatch up his bride, taking with him the Holy Spirit. I believe that is going to unleash the darkness that many people are not ready for, yet claim to love to play with. So when millions of people disappear in a moment, the Holy Spirit will also disappear, and that's going to unleash absolute chaos here. That begins the seven-year tribulation down here on earth. In heaven, that, that'll be one day. It'll be the wedding feast. I'm sure some sort of training because that the end of that day, the end of that day, the very end of the sixth day, right before Armageddon, I think we'll be in training up there right after the wedding feast. And we'll come back. And down here, it'll be at the end of the seven-year tribulation after God's wrath is poured out on the remaining people who will survive all the atrocities that are coming. We'll return. And then our king's reign will begin. God bless you, brothers and sisters. I do hope that you gain some kind of information you could run with and learn from today. May God meet all your needs. Until next time.